Hello and welcome everyone. This is On the Barricades, your most exciting political show on the internet provided to you by the Eastern European leftists. We are academics, we are activists, we are journalists, it takes all kinds of. And we're here for you with a fantastic topic. We're going to be discussing Hungary today. And uh, we've got a special guest, but before I introduce her, I want to say hello to the usual co-host of our show, Maria Cernat. Hi there. Hello, hello, Boyan. Right, and now off to our special guest, Judith Zeller. Uh, she is uh, she is a member of an organization called um, let me let me get it uh, straight Hungarian Civil Liberties Union, which is uh, an NGO based in Hungary, advocating for uh, civic liberties and also advocating for some collective causes like uh, labor rights. Uh, and she is good enough to join us today. Welcome to the program, Judith. Yeah, hello, Boyan, and thank you for inviting me. Right, so we invited you because we want to get some kind of first-hand account of what is actually going on in your country. Uh, I uh, was trying to get, you know, informed, but, you know, this is the, the limitations of today's democracy, quote-unquote. I mean, you have the right to buy any paper you like, but you don't quite have the right to stay informed. So uh, we, want, we want to get you to please explain what 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 is actually the whole thing about the strike the civil uh, i'm i'm talking about teacher strike here uh and and the civil the, the kind of disobedience that was declared by some uh, teachers uh because of some repressive measures taken by the government led by viktor orban and uh, it seems like there is this struggle which is of, of great interest to an outlet like ours, because this is not just one party accusing another party, political party, I mean, of, I don't know, being uh, not correct or having the wrong program or having the wrong approach, but we're, we're seeing some class action. I mean, we're seeing teachers, which is like, I suppose, one of the largest com uh, union uh, uh, union organizations in your country, it's like all over Europe is, is pretty much the same way. And they are taking on the government and the government is, trying to repress them to prevent them from actually being able to strike and and and, and to have their impact on the economic and on the political and on the social order in uh, uh, in your country so what is the situation today yeah so actually it didn't start today it started last year uh, in october more or less uh, we had some previous attempts of teacher strikes in the past uh, couple of years, uh, but they always failed because we have a, a quite strict regulation on the provision of so-called minimum level of services. But this time, uh, the two major uh, teachers trade unions uh, unified and they seeked out the government to file their common strike demands. Actually, these demands um, encompass um, a salary raise, uh, so that the basic salary should be raised by uh, 45%. Uh, but they also wanted uh, the limitation of the obligatory teaching hours to 22 hours per week. And they wanted some extra money and extra rights for special education teachers, uh, teaching assistants, and so on. So they filed these uh, strike demands and actually this is regarded as a sectoral strike that means that the whole education sector is united under the umbrella of these two uh, unions 
And this means that, uh, so uh, previous uh, yeah, discussions between the uh, employer and employees uh, are not on the institutional level, so not uh, a school uh, community and, and its employer uh, is discussing the terms of the strike, but the whole sector. And this means that the government has to uh, appoint someone and uh, the debate and the uh, discussion preceding the strike is on a governmental level, so actually on a national level. And uh, they started uh, this and, uh, sorry, just, uh, I'm just looking for um, a word. So they started these uh, talks um, uh, with the government, uh, but uh, during these uh, discussions, the uh, workers are allowed to have um, a short strike, actually, which is uh, which do, uh, lasts for two hours. And uh, there was a strike uh, already in Hungary uh, in the 31st or the 31st of January. And this was quite nationwide. So uh, as far as I know, uh, more than 20,000 uh, teachers participated in these strikes. Uh, so which, which is really a, a huge movement in Hungary. So um, I think the last time, so actually we didn't have a strike uh, for quite a long time, but some demonstrations, but this means that uh, a, really a lot of people stand by uh, the, uh, the strike demands um, of the two unions. Yes. Uh, can I can okay. I just interrupt you no, here? Oh, just to oh make... I have a lot of questions. Yeah, so, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I will. Okay. I will. I will let you. I will let you ask all those questions, Maria. But I just want to clarify that you know, just to make sure we're on the same page. So, uh, back in the uh, in the day when the the whole dispute, industrial dispute, started between the government and uh, the teachers, that was all about a pay rise, which is of course. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm not trying to downplay that. I'm, I'm I think it's a very important uh, question and and a uh, and an extremely important issue in general for the society to have like teachers that are paid well. Uh, uh, and and uh, those 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 demands those demands were uh, were met as far as I as far as I'm concerned with some reluctance at the beginning. And this is why the workers have had their two hours strike and there were major demonstrations and mobilizations accompanying that strike. Uh, that was this preparatory preliminary or whatever they are allowed to during this process of prolonged negotiations. And uh, I, from what I gather, it, it's like the government is trying to repress the movement. So like they're not trying to actually make anything out of those negotiations. They're not negotiating in good faith with the teachers. Yeah, actually, uh, the issue uh, came to the courts because uh, teachers are only allowed uh, to strike if they provide uh, a minimum level of services because education is regarded in Hungary as an essential service. So if we take a look at the International Labour Organization's, uh, I don't know, agenda, then we see that uh, a couple of sectors are so-called essential services and education counts as an essential service in Hungary. Actually, it's, it's not supported by the international uh, agenda because education itself, it's not essential. 
probably if there is a longer strike, then it can become essential, but uh, it's not essential service in the first place. But in Hungary, uh, the practice of the courts uh, is that this is regarded as an essential service. Okay, so uh, parties, I mean the workers and the uh, government, had to agree uh, on this minimum level of services. But they, of course, they couldn't agree because the teachers just didn't want to teach, but the government wanted them to uh, do the work uh, in 100%. So the issue uh, came to the court and uh, the Metropolitan Court, so the Budapest uh, Court in Hungary, decided that the offer of the teachers, so the, the level of this minimum service is okay, and they are allowed to do this warning strike uh, that lasts for two hours. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the government appealed to the Court of Appeal, the Metropolitan Court of Appeal, so this, this is a court and a decision on the second instance. And uh, the second instance said that the strike was unlawful because uh, the they didn't agree upon the minimum level of services because the decision of the court of first instance wasn't enforced yet, you know, mm -hmm. because there was the possibility to appeal that and the government did that. So it wasn't a final decision on the first instance. Nevertheless, this warning strike was there and then the court of second instance declared this warning strike as unlawful because there wasn't any official and final agreement on the level of this um, minimum level of services. I don't know whether it's understandable for you, more or less, probably. So actually, uh, what is uh, more important, I think, that uh, uh, this uh, second court says that Actually, teachers may strike uh, during the pandemic because there is no provision, no limitation of the strike in the education sector during the pandemic. So there is no explicit regulation that they are not allowed to strike during the COVID uh, months. And then uh, the government issued a governmental decree, actually, so that, I, I think the court decision appeared on Thursday evening and then the governmental decree was issued on Friday evening okay so one day later and this decree included very strong limitations on the right to strike uh, in the education sector uh, of course this decree is only enforced during the pandemic but in Hungary we have a state of emergency so because of covid until uh, the end of April, so actually at least until the end of April, it's almost impossible for the teachers to strike officially, so mm -hmm. within this legal framework. And that's the hugest problem. And if I may add, so if we um, look at the bigger picture, we see that the Hungarian government does this systematically. So actually teachers are already the second group of workers who are whose right to strike is struck down by a regulation of the government. Because last year, uh, in the summer, we had, uh, um, or, or there was a, a planned strike of the Air Force control in Hungary, and the story was more or less the same. So even uh, the people, the workers of the Air Force control, they uh, agreed on this minimum level of services. So their strike 
prospective strike would have been lawful according to the court decisions and everything. But actually, one day before the strike, uh, the government issued a decree, uh, this so-called emergency governmental decree, and struck down their right to strike. So actually, I think it's it's quite systematic. And, and if you take a look at the bigger picture, then you see that the government just doesn't want people to protest in any way. That's for sure. But since I've been working in education for the past two decades, I want to ask some specific questions regarding the workload. In Romania, uh, we have a workload, I mean, teaching hours of 18 hours for those who teach um, in uh, middle school, in high school, and um, also for those who teach uh, young children uh, in kindergarten, uh, for instance, this is 18 hours. And they, of course, have to do all sorts of other activities like attend all sorts of meetings, but the teaching hours are uh, 18. And the salaries start somewhere around, I would say, 400 euros. And uh, they can go to 1,000, 1,200 euros, but that means that you uh, have to pass all sorts of exams and to get all sorts of certifications and to have uh, a lot of uh, teaching experience. This happens to have such a big salary if you're a manager and you also have taught for the past 20 years and you have all the paperwork and the certification and so on and so forth. Um, and you also have a PhD that allows you to have a 15% um, raising your salary so tell me what's the the situation there how many hours do hungarian teachers have to teach and what is the what are the wages okay uh, so, so regarding the teaching hours, uh it's usually between somewhere between 22 and 26 hours per week so that's why uh, one of the strike demands was to limit this at 22 hours and i, I think it's quite a lot uh, because, of course, they have to prepare for their classes. Uh, actually, there is a, a huge lack of teachers in Hungary, so they have to substitute each other quite often. So this means that these 22 and 26 hours can be even more if you have to substitute, I don't know how many teachers um, in your school. And regarding the wages, I made some uh, calculations and uh, Actually, it's, uh, I think it's more or less similar uh, than in your country. So uh, regarding uh, a beginner, you have a gross wage uh, that equals approximately 560 euros, which means actually that after the taxes, you have at about 400 euros at your hand. Uh, so I think it's uh, really ridiculous. So I just... <laughs> it's ridiculous level, absolutely. Uh, if you have a for a full-time teacher, four hundred euros for a full-time teacher. teacher. So this is uh, after a couple of years of teaching, you can have uh, a better qualification, so to say. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of work, and then you are in a second category of teachers, and there you can earn as a beginner of this second category uh, approximately. 800, 840 euros, which means that after the taxes, you have 
something like 600 euros uh, income. Uh, after years and years of teaching, after having a career already. Yeah, actually. And, uh, yeah, and, and if you take a look at the maximum, so like a teacher with a 40-year uh, teaching experience, if you are in the first category, you earn uh, approximately 1,000 euros. So this is your mm -hmm. gross. 1,000 euros. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in the second category, 1,200 euros uh, per month. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. is the gross wage once again. So that means that you don't get this amount of money. You have to pay your taxes still. Yes, this is very interesting. And I also want to ask the, the follow. I want to make a clarification first, because also in Romania, a lot of people say, oh, you also you only have to work 18 hours and you're complaining. I mean, first of all, those 18 hours are so demanding. You cannot go, you know, watch the window, scratch your head, you know, stretch a little bit, listen to some music, then work again. You have to be there for your students. It's like what we are doing now. You cannot go somewhere else. You have to really be there. And it's even more difficult because you have to keep everybody entertained and everybody you know, watching and paying attention. You have to make sure that um, everyone is doing what they are supposed to do. And it's extremely demanding, especially if you have a classroom uh, with a lot of, of pupils. We have here in Romania even situations of overcrowded uh, classrooms with 33 or 34 pupils. And let me tell you, if you have the luck or having to, you know, teach to 34 pupils and the, mo the majority of those pupils are boys, you're in for a lot of fun. Let me tell you that when you exit the classroom, you're like, <gasps> you barely catch your breath. So it's not 18 hours and those 18 hours make for 44 normal hours, I would say, where you can work relaxed in an environment with adult people where you don't have to be in a center of, uh, the center of attention. Now the first thing. And the second thing I would like to, to ask is how are the, how is the hiring process? Because luckily in Romania, we have a very good system where you go to what is called the school inspectorate not the manager of the school hires you, you go there, you prove that you're competent, and then you can choose which school to go. And that gives the teacher a lot of leverage and a lot of power, because if you are good and you prove that you learned a lot and you are um, very diligent and uh, you get a very good grade at that public exam that we have, a national examination that we have in Romania, then you can go to the best schools in, uh, in Bucharest and they are forced to take you. So what's the uh, process in, uh, in Hungary? Yeah, so first of all, regarding the working hours, of course, these 22, 26 hours, this means the lessons, you know, that, that the teacher has to uh, organize with the pupils. Uh, but this is yeah, actually the half of the real working time, which is 40 hours, like in general, uh, as everywhere. And... Uh, so they have the possibility to spend, um, I think, at most 20% uh, of their working time 
at home so they can decide uh, on this 20 percent uh, freely so whether they are going into the school and prepare there or whether they are staying at home or, and prepare uh, themselves there uh, but uh, actually it's much more work than the 22 hours uh, per week and um, teachers have uh, extra paid holidays so if we take a look if we compare them with uh, the general uh, workers in other sectors okay they have uh, a much higher number of uh, of, uh, of paid uh, paid lead days nevertheless uh, they so these holidays uh, can be used by the school so actually they can be uh, uh, yeah, uh, called to work in the summer as well. So they attend uh, summer camps, uh, they go to excursions with the pupils. Okay, yes, so yes. this doesn't mean, so being a teacher doesn't really mean that you have, I don't know, two, three months in the summer or three, three months in the summer. Okay, so this means that you really have to work during the summer as well, uh, probably in the time where you would go to your holidays um, as well or, or or you would like to go to your holidays as well uh, regarding the hiring process i'm really sorry i am not familiar with the details of the hiring process but as far as i know uh, there is not uh, a similar system in hungary so uh, you just apply to uh, a specific school mm -hmm. and then you are not hired by the school uh, but you are hired by the central administ administration of schools in Hungary and uh, the regional centers of this uh, central administration. Uh, but you just don't have uh, such a choice like you explained for Romania that teachers are able to choose uh, their uh, exact uh, place of work. Okay, so here it's, it's much more limited. I think you apply to a specific school and then you are going to be hired for that specific school and of All course right. sorry just, just one more sentence and of course there are huge differences between schools of course so right okay yes, so just I, before I, you go boyan just right. because i wanted to you know uh, attack the myth regarding uh you know the so-called laziness of the teachers i would just have to say the following just imagine that you have to teach a number of classes and if you don't teach like two or three classes because you teach them four or five hours a week because if you teach mathematics it means you have a lower number of students because you teach more hours but even in that situation just imagine you have like 300 students you know per semester if you give just two tests, it means that you have to put 600 grades, okay? 600 grades. And I think this is very important because people imagine that uh, once you go home from the school, you just uh, relax and do nothing. And, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised to hear that people would imagine that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, this is, this is probably, you know, the question of public perception of certain important processes in society is, is, is a whole other show, right? Yeah. But, uh, right. but I, wanna, I, I do want to, uh, because we're running out of time rapidly for the first segment of the program, and I want 
want to sort of uh, go back to the um, to the initial questions that I put forward and just to make sure that, again, we, we understood correctly. So the situation is such that the government tried to act against those workers, against those teachers, and they chose to fight uh, on a legal path. That is, they, they actually uh, had... Uh, had the courts engaged uh, in order to uh, to provide a legal resolution for whether the strike is is legal and correct and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, I think that's again a whole other show, which we, uh, I'm sure we should have is like how how difficult it is to actually organize a strike and how virtual the the the, the notion of, of workers organizing themselves uh, remains. Because if you cannot organize a strike, or even if you can organize a strike with only with a court acceptance at a first instance, and then the second instance would actually, you know, declare the strike illegal. I mean, this is all so many nuances that you really got to be, you know, like you, you did. You're a legal officer, right? Like you're a lawyer. You understand all those things. But but for an average teacher who's, you know, who's teaching yeah. math or, 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 I don't know, physics or Hungarian language, I mean, this this should not really be the problem. And and they if, if they want to have an industrial dispute on their wages, they should be able to have that dispute without the government being able to uh, pressure them or, or to, yeah. or to yeah. repress them to the extent that it does. And on top of everything, I have to add, and we're going to talk about that, you know, in the second in the second part of our program, you know, there's been a lot of tension between uh, the Orban government and the judiciary in, uh, in in Hungary. And and you see, and even despite that, I mean, they can still get the judiciary, uh, you know, because of the legal construction or because of whatever. We're going to comment on that in the second segment. But, you know, even despite this war between the government and judiciary, like symbolically speaking war, uh, you know, the courts are still not, uh, you know, the courts still can be used by the government to actually repress the workers' movement, the labor movement. Uh, so, so, you know, through legal nuances, I mean, not just sending, you know, police thugs to beat up the teachers, right? Because this is not happening yet, at least. But, uh, you, you know, I'm, I, I just, I'm just wondering if you could use the last two minutes of this first segment of the program to just explain what is this disobedience, civic disobedience mm -hmm. action? Because, you know, we've seen that all over the media, but no one really explained anything. What is it all about? Okay, so they, they cannot strike right now because no. of the legal arrangements, but what can they do? And, and is this something threatening the government? Yeah, actually, so the civil disobedience is outside the legal system. So it's something yeah. that is outside the legal system, per definition. Uh, and uh, yeah, they are just protesting. So this means that they are not working. They are not mm -hmm. giving the lectures to the pupils. Uh, and actually, every day, uh, more and more schools uh, join this um, civil disobedience. Uh, this doesn't last long in one school in particular, so it, usually they just abandon the work for one day or for half a day. Uh, but there are lots of schools, okay, also in the capital, but also in the other areas of Hungary by now, so in, in uh, bigger cities and in smaller cities um, already. I think, so this can be regarded as a last resort of protest. So actually, if you don't have the legal means anymore, uh, if you are so limited and, and this decree of the government, so it, it was really a hammer on the head of the uh, workers, I think, they were so desperate that they just couldn't figure out anything else but to step outside of the legal system and to uh, engage in civil disobedience. And of course, this means that they have to suffer the consequences of this disobedience, which that are, means that means, uh, labor law consequences so they are uh, um, probably facing uh, some retortions from uh, the schools um, actually 
yeah. Um, so some disciplinary yeah, measures. Have, yeah. yeah, they. If we take a look at the at a labor code, they can be fired for this. Uh, although, in my opinion, this would be disproportionate. So if and, you and I mean they have they, they they don't have enough teachers anyway. So yeah, like that's, probably that's they won't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway, we've run out. Story, we've, yeah. I'm sorry, we've run out of time. We're yeah. going to a hard break right now. Thank you very much, uh, Judith, for uh, being with us on this program and for all your insightful comments and the explanations that you uh, you provided to us and our listeners and and viewers. Uh, thank you, Maria, and thank you uh, to everyone watching the program. Please don't forget to go to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/TheBarricade, where to the extent that you feel you can afford, you can support our independent Eastern European journalism. And we'll see you in the second segment where, to remind you, we're going to continue to discuss the situation in Hungary. Thank you very much.